All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, my friend Brad and I are here. We're uh, just sat down. It is a early Sunday morning, and I was just serenaded by the man himself, Brad Finn, to some <laughs> good old Jack Johnson. So we're vibing right now. We're straight vibing. Guys, welcome back to the Average Money Podcast. This is a Friday episode where we have a listener call in, leaving a voicemail. Brad and I are going to give our thoughts, answer the question. Um, if you guys are new here, like I said, this is the Average Money Podcast. I am joined every week with my good friend, Brad, a.k.a. Jack Johnson. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> well, at least I can say now that somebody has actually seen me play because the amount of comments I get in my YouTube channel. Can you actually play that thing? There's a cute, cool decoration on the wall. Now, at least, I have somebody that can say they've heard me play. Well, I'll tell you what. You, I could tell when you picked it up, you're a little rusty. It took you a couple a little figuring out where well, you, th- you threw a random song out of me. Well, here. boom. I mean, but you nailed it. I got the little percussion drums going on <laughs> over here, dude. We were straight. Uh, we were uh, we were vibing down here for sure, having a little jam sesh. Getting back on the plane soon, going back to Missouri. Yep. Yeah, missing the kids, ready to get back, see the family, missing the wife. So it'll be a nice little fun trip home. There's no connection flight, thanks to good old LGA to STL. So we were feeling pretty lazy this morning, and my yeah. wife's like. So when are you guys recording? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. And got a lot done yesterday. She's like, get back in the basement. You're working. <laughs> You're working. But now we did have an awesome voicemail. Actually, just come in yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been shouting everybody out. Please leave us some voicemails. We are, I think we are about a month to two months out as yeah. far as we're having them recording and we're going to sort them out according to what the Monday episodes are. So please guys leave. JJ's worried we might run out one day. I'm like, I don't think we're going to run out. So please, guys, any money questions, just leave them for us or our lifestyle or how we're handling our kids or any, anything you got. We've gotten a lot of like options and 401ks. And I think that's kind of a reflection of the types of videos, uh, uh, podcast episodes that we've had. But guys, nothing's off the table when it comes to leaving us a voicemail. So please do. Yeah. We're also trying to think of, I, I told Brad, I said, what would we do if there was no voicemails to, to record? And I'm like, do we do like some money tips that, you know, we don't talk about or no one really like the the non-popular money tips? I don't know. Just pr- call in, leave us a voicemail so we can keep these Friday episodes alive. But no, it, it, it's it's good. We're I love them. Again, these are Brad and I's favorite episodes. So uh, let's play it. Hi, Brad and JJ. This is Silpa Kota here. I am part of Brad's Discord channel and I love all the videos that you guys do and especially the Average Money podcast. You guys are rocking. Um, One question I have for both of you is, I recently set up custodial Roth IRA accounts for both of my girls. Just to give you a little background, I have an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old. I wanted to start investing into my 11-year-old's account. I want to hear some of the ideas you have. Um, We also have uh, a company that uh, we do the real estate investments on. I'm trying to figure out a way how I can pay her through that company so the payments can be routed to the Roth IRA accounts so their accounts can keep growing. I'm hoping to hear your feedback on that. Thank you. Thank you so much for the voicemail. And you are a wonderful active member of my Discord. And I thank you for that. And this is an amazing question. Mm -hmm. Very good one. We've talked about how to do a Roth IRA with kids in business But we didn't really get into, we might have brushed it over quickly as far as what are ways to pay them. Because for those that don't know, you can have a Roth IRA at any age, 
but you must have taxable income. Can't be birthday money. Can't be money that grandma gave you when you came over. It has to be taxable income. So we don't normally think about kids having a Roth IRA because kids, frankly, don't have you know, this taxable income. But if you are a small business owner, you have an amazing opportunity to pay your kids, get a tax write-off for the business because it's a, it's a payroll deduction, as well as paying your kids under the amount that they A, need to even file or B, under what, their, um, what the standard deduction would be. So it's kind of tax-free money for them, but it is hard. So I think we're going to talk about a couple of ideas that if you have a small business, depending on that small business, and I'll, I'll give the things that I have my kids doing, and then as well as if you can't find any or maybe you want to invest more than what your taxable income could be, we'll give you a plan B because with this, right now the Roth IRA limit is $6,000. Very, very hard to pay kids because you have to give them a reasonable wage. You can't say that you know they threw something in the garbage for you and you gave them six grand. <laughs> yeah, it has to be- I want that job. Yeah. And <laughs> who determines that? Well- You'll file that, and then the IRS, if they want to audit you, they're going to be the one that determines it. So sometimes, you know, you could pay, in, in my case, I'm paying my kids a couple hundred dollars a year. You know, if I wanted to invest more, we'll talk about the plan B. Yeah. And I also want to touch on, too, you know, I, I actually don't do this for my kids right now. I have a, a different account set up for them, but it is something I've thought about doing as a small business owner myself. But right now, it's just, I have it set up already. The e, like it's one of those things where like I have it set up, I have it working. I don't really want to take the extra step to pay them and account for that and do everything right now, but I do think that's the better route to go. If you can if you can figure out a way to pay your kids through your business and set them up for a Roth IRA and let that thing grow tax-free. Right. That's one of the best things I think you can do for your kids. So what do you All right, so you you don't do the Roth you want to explain? Maybe we'll talk about the plan B first. Okay, let's do that. So, so yeah, what what I do with my son and daughter, with Mason and Millie, they both have the custodial accounts. It's just not set up as a Roth IRA. It's just like a typical taxable brokerage account. It's an UTMA is what it is. So what I do in there is I'll set them up. They each have their own separate account. And as of right now, I'm the manager. I'm the controller of that account because they're still, you know, they're still kids. They're just underage, not true adults yet. Mm -hmm. In the state of Missouri, I think the age is actually 21. Because it is statewide. It is state run. Yes, it is state run. And each state has different laws associated with this. So make sure you look into that. But whenever I was looking into like, okay, how does all this stuff work? So whenever Mason, he'll be the first one to turn 21. I believe it's 21 in Missouri, maybe 18. Let's go 21. When he turns 21, he can take over that account. He has control of that account. So as- Legally, he can tell you to pound salt. It's his. Like, it's not like- Oh, do you want this now? He can say, "This is mine now, Dad." And we don't, we're not cool anymore. Thanks for saving up that money. It's mine for sure. Yeah. Yep. And that's one thing. Like as a parent, I hear comments and stuff when I talk about this. About oh, what if your kid, you know, isn't set up or like you know, giving a twenty-year-old money to do this stuff with? Like that's on you. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> exactly. Like hopefully, as a parent, I taught my kid to bring the upbringing, and also still, it may, maybe twenty-one's a little hard, but at eighteen, like. I was still like asking my mom and dad, like, hey, like, what do you guys think about me doing this? Like, I wasn't ever really like the kid that would just like, I mean, I would definitely was headstrong on certain things. But if my mom and dad gave me, let's say it's 50K of money. I wouldn't know what to do with that. (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to go blow my mom and dad's, like, that's what I mean. Hopefully my relationship with Mason and Millie, when they get to that age, is a good relationship where I can kind of say, hey guys, keep this going. 
Don't use it. Let's say, let's wait till you get married. Use it for some of the wedding. Maybe use some of it for down payment on your first house or first rental property, whatever it may be. Or it's, the, like or it's not going. It's no, not going anywhere. No. <laughs> yeah. So like that's a big that's a big thing we, that we never really talk about either. But I get so many comments about is make sure you're instilling into your children what you're doing. So so what I do. Is, yeah, like what kind of investments? Yeah, so what I'm doing in this account is I'm I like stocks. I do. I, I really like stocks. We do talk a lot about like index funds and stuff over here. So first, I would say this: if I'm telling somebody like what my opinions are on something with this, like what to invest in for your kids, I would just say like throw it in BTSAX. Like just throw it in a total stock market fund and just let that thing ride. Don't ever touch it. Don't let it. Don't even look at it. Mm-hmm. But for me, what I like to do, since I do like stocks and it is a hobby of mine, I like analyzing the companies and looking at it. Is I like buying a stock that something that my my kids like, so they have already like that in of they want to know a little bit more about it. Like Mason's four, so like he he can list his three stocks he owns. He owns Disney, McDonald's, and Caterpillar. Disney, because what kid doesn't love Disney? McDonald's is favorite place to eat, and then he loves construction equipment. So Caterpillar was right up his alley. So every time we're looking at something, I'm like, hey, like when we go order a cheeseburger, hey Mason, you own you own part of that cheeseburger. Why, Dad? Well, you know your stock in McDonald's because you own part of that. He's still four, so like yeah, it's not yeah. fully there, but it's definitely a good like learning experience for him that I, him and I can do. Now Millie, I just opened hers actually the other day. I got her five twenty one funded to where I wanted it. Now I'm opening up the the Utma the, the custodial account. And we bought her, uh, me and the wife decided on Nike. The girl loves shoes. She's always, she's one putting on shoes and she loves balls. So like, she's like, ball, ball, ball. So we're like, Nike, perfect sporting footwear. It's You're perfect. helping making it relatable too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And like whenever she gets older, she's like, hey, J- our dad, why do I have, you know, why do I have 10 shares of Nike in here? Well, when you're a one, you love putting on shoes or whatever, you know what it was. So, yeah. so it, it's, a, it's, it's a learning experience for me and the kids. And it's also something that the kids can have down the road to help them with whatever financial decisions they may have or that they got to make buying a house, wedding, whatever that may be in college. I don't really want to use it for college. I'd rather be for something else, but that's my game plan. Not having the Roth set up a piece that I want to piggyback off that, which I think is worth noting. I think sometimes people, when it comes to investing, they, a think it's like paying for something I'll get comments and people saying like, especially with dividend videos. Why mm-hmm. am I going to pay this? I'm going to pay a hundred grand and get 4,000. No, you're investing. So there's a big difference. So I just want to, it's okay. It's not, you're not paying for something. You're never going to get that money back, which leads me into this point. I feel like so many people I'll hear say that or not realize that nothing is set in stone. If, if something happens to Nike or if she shows an interest in something else or if your opinion about stocks change, maybe your life slows down, it doesn't become such a hobby piece, nothing is set in stone. Yep. You could take all of Mason's stock in a month and say, I don't really want to look at stocks anymore. I'm just going to put everything into an index fund and watch it. It doesn't have to be VTSAX. I know you're a fidelity guy, but you know it could be in anything that you want it to be. So even if you go in the reverse, maybe you're new to investing and you're picking up stocks as a hobby, but for your kids, maybe you want to start with an index fund while you learn. Nothing wrong with selling off some of that, and you can always change. There's not like I remember when I was first investing, trying to figure out which type of investor I was. Am I only a dividend investor? And I'd see like a good growth stock opportunity. I'm like, nope, can't buy that because it's not a dividend stock. Like, yeah. don't don't be so caught up about what type of investor you are. Don't be so caught up about oh, I bought these stocks, I can't ever sell them again. Like, yes. no, if your mind changes, you can change as an investor. Now, don't don't do it where like you're panicking because the market's down and you're like, Oh my God, I got, they said it's okay to change. I got to change. Like, 
that's a little bit of a different story because that's that's panic selling. You don't want to do that. If you're in good quality companies, just 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 write it out. Buy more. Like, honestly, man, there was a quote. I'm I'm gonna butcher this, but I've been reading the Intelligent Investor, and there was a co- quote from Ben Graham in there saying, "Stocks are more risky the higher in price they get. The lower in price they get become they become more or less they become less risky." Okay. Uh, that makes sense though, right? As a stock gets higher and higher and higher, the more, if you go buy into it, that gives it that much more of a chance to drop. Yes. To where if the stock keeps dropping, 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 you look into it and The risk out, of losing money might be greater, but penny stocks are- Well, it depends on the stock you're looking right, at. Right. Like, I'm, let's, let's assume we're mentioning like blue chip stocks okay. here. Like if we're looking at oh, Nike- It's a greater percentage of your net worth if you're buying more expensive for stocks. For sure. And yeah. if it's a dividend yielding stock as well, you get a higher dividend yield as the stock price is lower. Anyway, kind of getting out of the subject here, but you guys get what we're saying. So whenever it comes to investing for your kids, the Roth IRAs, I think it's a great way to do it if you can find ways. So Brad, what are some of the ways that you pay your kids and what are some ideas out there that maybe somebody can can make up something for their kids to do to be able to invest in a Roth IRA? I will say, and I'll start with this because it's super important. Most of the decisions I made have been with the guidance of my CPA and a professional because we are talking about possibly getting audited, which anybody has the opportunity to get audited, even your kids. And you, you want to make sure that they think it's a good idea and like as far as the wages and stuff. Another piece of advice that I got was give them blanket titles because blanket titles give them more flexibility to get paid more money because there might be some assumed tasks. So I don't list that my daughter helps me clean up my studio. Like I'll call her a shop manager or I will give more blanket titles instead of being like, she helps me pick thumbnails. Hmm. I will tell she's a media consultant. Hmm. So with media consultant, the IRS at the time, if I got audited, I could come up with many different things that could fall under that. And that just allows me to pay her more and give her more responsibility. So quick question. Yeah. So how are you paying her? Like, do you have payroll for her or like, how does that it work? It depends on the structure. It depends on the structure of your company. Okay. Whether you're a sole prop, mm-hmm. whether you're an LLC, whether you're a corporation and things like that. But yeah, she could be a 1099 employee. Okay. And then you just, what you do then is when you pay her air quotes, you're just transferring that money into the Roth. Yeah, well, I know I, I have a custodial like checking account for her, and she gets paid into that checking account. Oh, and, and then you the take checking that, account goes, goes into, into her Roth IRA. Got it, got it. Yeah, so it, how did it start? When because Avery's three, for some context, you know, and like I said, a couple hundred dollars a year. I think in twenty twenty, I paid her two hundred dollars. The year before that was probably half that, one hundred dollars. Brody is one and a half. I think in twenty twenty, I paid him fifty five dollars or something like that. So what? Avery does. And what I think is, I say is great for every business because every business needs to be clean. They can always help clean up, you know, pick up trash around when I'm doing videos. I got pieces of scrap paper from like jotting stuff down all over the place. Just things like that. Helping me dust and white, even if she doesn't do the best job and I come back and do it later, you know, She's helping me wipe down the counter and things like that. And she doesn't know she's getting paid. She she just thinks it's part of helping me and she kind of likes hanging out with me and mm-hmm. doing that sort of thing. But as she gets older, she'll get more responsibilities. And I can even say things like, hey, which one of these two thumbnails does daddy look most excited in? 
and she'll tell me because kids don't lie. And I've and people think that's BS. I've I've A B tested thumbnails with my daughter. You know which which one does Daddy look the most surprised? Like he just saw a ghost. Yeah. And she'll be like that one, and I'll be like not that one. She's like you look mad. <laughs> you know, like not surprised and things like that. So does she have a fixed amount? Like every time Avery picks a thumbnail for me, I jot it down and I pay her $3 for that. No, she's a media consultant and she gets paid a monthly stipend for that. And then whatever happens during the month falls under that monthly stipend. So if you have a real estate company, you probably have some sort of office space Mm -hmm. for an 11 year old. You can start there and 11 year olds can do a lot more cleaning. They can vacuum. They can do things like that. But also too, I don't know how far it goes, but I've talked to people, if you are in real estate and you send out mailers, well, maybe your kids help you put postage on mm-hmm. those mailers. Maybe they just take the ride with you to the post office to drop them in. There's certain things that you can do, and a lot of them may sound loophole but you know, you don't do everything on your own. Every time I ask Avery about anything that could be YouTube related, she is consulting me. Even if her intelligence is super low, as far as like what I'm doing mm-hmm. behind the scenes. But while I'm doing that, I'm showing her how I make thumbnails and I'm just instilling that maybe one day she'll want to do it. But then, you know, maybe when she gets to 11, 12, 13, these kids are freaking so smart with computers. Maybe when she's 13, she's, she's making my thumbnails. She's editing the video. She's editing my videos and making God, my thumbnails. Sick, then she's going to be 12, 13 years old and she'll be making $6,000 a year. Cause we know what we pay for editing and for uh, yeah, thumbnails. No so my goal is not to like shoot money in now, but just to establish that and show the IRS over time. Look, Avery's been working with me since she was mm-hmm. three. She made this amount of money. She made this amount of money and she's been growing and evolving with my business over time to the point. And then Brody will just follow right up. And it really, if you have a restaurant, everything needs to be clean. Dishes need to be washed. Linens need to be folded. Things like that. Then like I said, maybe they're, maybe you're not setting them to do that task on their own. And like you check it off as done for the day. Like maybe you have to go back and give it an extra wipe, Mm -hmm. but if they're helping, they're working. Yep. So quick question for you. Do you think you'll still be doing YouTube in 10 years? Um, I'll, I'll tell you mine. I don't think so. I really don't. I don't think I'll be doing YouTube in 10 years. Do I think I'll be doing like personal finance content in this form? I don't know. I, I think that the channel has always evolved. It started off as like Dave Ramsey, mm-hmm. Baby Steps, never. If you would have went back three years ago and told oh, me that so I'd be most known for options videos. Yeah. So to say like, no, I'm going to hang it up. I still like really love it. Would it become a fla- family blog channel or more about financial independence? Mm-hmm. What's that YouTube channel? The company they just moved to Portugal. They have a huge personal finance. Our rich journey. Our rich journey. Yeah. So look at look at how they their channel went from a channel that was paying off debt mm-hmm. to investing to retiring yep. early, and now it's based on their financial Lifestyle freedom in Portugal. Portugal. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe, or maybe I'm just involved in the behind the scenes. Maybe Avery becomes some sort of mm-hmm. creative and wants to do something like that, or Brody becomes it, but. I I just feel like the space that we're in is so like unconventional. It's so hard to like tell what's going to happen because yeah. we're always changing. We're always evolving. It's not like a typical job where you're like, okay, and you do your five years here, you get to move up to senior vice president. When you do your five more years, you're your vice president. When you do it, like, it's not like that. But you're you're in real estate. Do you have somebody? She mentioned that she has a real estate company. Didn't go into too many details, mm-hmm. but can you think of any jobs off the top of your head that you could have them do? Oh God, yeah. I mean, I could pay Mason to pick up nails if I'm working on a site or whatever. Like, you could pay him anything, cut the grass. You could. 
I mean, Mace can't cut the grass at three, but yeah, I mean, for an 11-year-old, and I believe she said an eight-year-old, yeah, there's a lot of things. You can file papers, you can copy papers, you know, you can do a lot of different things that if it's something you just got to tell them a couple of times how to do it, like yeah. they can figure it out. And there's so many things that we do, especially I think if you start a business, you have a little bit of like control freak in mm-hmm. you. And I think there's a lot of things that we do subliminally, not knowing that we could put those under a category that kids could make money. Yeah. Yeah. Now I do want to say this too. I want to say this every time we talk about like investing for kids and all that. I think it's very important to know this. Like if you're not, if you don't feel fully set up and fully ahead, you don't have to like pay for your kids' stuff. You oh, yeah. don't have to invest for this your kids. This is all yet. under the assumption that you are doing well with money and this is just an extension of your financial success. Yeah, like make sure like like it's not selfish for you to like put yourself before your kids. Like you're gonna reach retirement age before they are, so you need to make sure you're funding yourself more than you are for your kids. And I think a lot of people get caught up about like, oh my God, I need to I need to invest for college. I need to invest for their future. No, you need to invest for your future. Your kids can start at 29, 30 years old if they want. They'll be fine. They'll figure it out. But if you want to help them a little bit along the road, there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just... I'm trying to think of like what grade 11 years old is. Because I mean, so they're what? You come into high school at like 13. So maybe she's like in seventh or eighth grade. 14, 15, I think is high school. So yeah, probably sixth to seventh grade, maybe. Yeah, like fifth grade. I don't, I don't our know. kids on Instagram, like could she do Could she do social media marketing Yeah. at 11 years old? Oh, could she take a picture of some of your real estate properties and put them up and things like that? Or do you have a social media platform and you want to control that, but you're going to ask her, Hey, which one does the, does the house look prettier in? Or, you know, which one looks nicer? Or do you like this color couch or this color? Just ask them questions and boom, they're a consultant. Bam, baby. I hope that answers your question. I I think, yeah, I think that was a good one. And I mean, I just, I don't want to like make up tasks and like think of things because I want to speak from experience. And Mm -hmm. like I said, for me with my kids at their age, I can try and think about what they might be doing in, you know, literally eight years. But right now, start with that. Start with a couple hundred bucks and just clean up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great points. Well, that's a voicemail, guys. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, thank you all for listening so much. I don't know if you're in the car riding around or you're going to work or you're at the gym or whatever it may be, or maybe you're sipping some brewskis on a Friday afternoon after work cooking burgers. If you are, let me know your address. We'll come join you. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, really appreciate you guys listening to the Average Money Podcast. And until the next one, you guys take care.